Welcome back to Live at Your Edge. On this show, we talk about finding your growth edge, the part of you that's ready to grow and expand, and unlocking a version of your life that feels fulfilling and meaningful to you. I'm Ashley, your host, and on today's episode, I want to talk about something that came up for me this week. It's related to the relationship that each of us has with our past selves, the past versions of ourselves and the past iterations of ourselves. I started noticing this week that because I don't have a fully accepting and loving relationship with all the versions of myself that I've been, it actually affects my relationships today. So I'll tell you the story and show you what I mean. So I'm, I know I've mentioned on this show before that I have a baby daughter. She's a little over a year old. She's almost 14 months. And over the course of this past year, as I've become a parent, there's all kinds of stuff that it has kicked up for me, right? Like all kinds of wounds that have gotten kicked up. There's so many things that get challenged when you become a parent for the first time. It's almost impossible for it not to kick up old wounds. Another way to say that would be for it to trigger you. Maybe some people don't find it triggering, but I would guess that most people find some elements of it triggering, right? Because it's just hard. It's a huge transition in a person's life. And so over the course of this time, I've also been working on being aware of that stuff as it comes up and working to heal it to creating the space and energy around those things as they come up that is necessary for them to kind of move through my system. Because once they come up, once things get kicked up, right, it's like the perfect opportunity to heal them, even though it can be really painful. But if something gets kicked up and you're in a triggered state, it is a good time to heal them. Like it can be a really fruitful time of healing, but oh my God, is it freaking hard, especially when you're exhausted and you know, you're caring for a tiny baby all the time. But my husband and I have been supporting each other this whole time. And that's part of what's made it possible, at least for me. So what I'm getting at is that for me, the experience of being a parent has gotten easier with time. And I'm sure that's partially because it just does get easier, right? Like you get more experienced at it. Having a a baby that's older, like a one-year-old is very different than caring for a newborn. And so there are just some elements that sort of get easier on their own. But even some of the same elements like sleep deprivation. So for me, sleep deprivation has been hugely triggering because I have I think it's because I've had a lot of issues with feeling safe in my body and in my being. You know, I have been dealing with different chronic illnesses now for much of my adult life. And I think as a result of those coming up, they have also triggered this like lack of feeling safe in the body. And so the sleep deprivation triggered me big time. And so I I lived much of the first months of parenthood in a constantly triggered state, (laughs) like literally constantly triggered in a state of fight or flight, basically all the time. And I'm grateful that 
the result of that is actually enough of that stuff got kicked up and I was able to make enough space for it that some of it did start healing. And so at this point, the sleep deprivation is not as severe, right? But every time something happens and she goes through a regression or something and we're really sleep deprived, I've been finding that lately it doesn't trigger me. Not like it used to. It doesn't put me into that fight or flight state. It's uncomfortable, but it feels totally different than it did. I don't feel under threat the way I did before. So all this is to say that for me, becoming a parent has been a really healing experience. And so as a result, there are ways that I no longer struggle with certain things and challenges associated with being a parent that I did used to struggle with even quite recently. So the thing that's interesting is that what happened this week was a conversation between my husband and I. My husband takes point oftentimes on the bedtime routine. And lately, it's been challenging. It takes our daughter a long time to go to sleep right now. She, It just takes a lot of patience. And it takes a lot of sitting there and you know comforting her when she sits up and is frustrated that she can't go to sleep. And it can take 45 minutes of sitting there in the dark and going through the same repetitions over and over. And it's frustrating sometimes. It's sort of trying. It tries your patience. And Joel has been just finding it challenging and struggling with it. The interesting thing is that when he and I were talking about it the other night, I was feeling so impatient. I felt so impatient with the fact that he was finding this hard. I found it hard to accept it. I was feeling like, Why can't you just be more patient with her? Why can't you just accept that this is how things are? And I really felt like I just didn't want to, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to be with it. And Joel, I think, was experiencing judgment from me. You know, he said, you you seem a little judgmental. And it's because I was, I was being a little judgmental about his experience, which, you know, honestly is kind of a red flag, right? Like, Anytime we have emotions like impatience or judgment coming up when we're talking to someone, usually that's a pretty good indicator that like that's coming from us, you know, like that's our stuff coming up. That's not usually the other person that's truly causing that. It's like whatever they're doing is just triggering something in us. So I started feeling like, okay, there's something here for me to look at. And so after that conversation, I went for a walk. I like to take these walks in the dark at night. Sometimes it's like good reflective space when you're out in the evenings and there's nobody else out there. Our neighborhood's nice and quiet. So I took a walk to reflect on this and I started realizing this is so unfair to him. (laughs) There have been so many times as parents together that I have really struggled with something. And Joel didn't struggle with it as much as me. And he's always been so patient, so understanding and supportive of me, even when I was really struggling with something and he was never judgmental of me. And so as I kind of pulled this apart on my walk, I started realizing that there is, for me, there is some shame, I think, associated with the past versions of myself that I've been. The reality is that I don't fully love and accept all the iterations of who I've been in my life. 
even though I've done a lot of work on my relationship to the child part of myself, really being loving and accepting towards her, that child self. But as an older person, as an adult, I was realizing that I still don't fully accept and love every single second of who I've been, every single version, every single iteration. And so as a result, I think right now, I'm finding it hard to be confronted with others, particularly those close to me, who may be struggling with something that I'm not currently struggling with or that I believe I have already grown through in some way or that I've maybe put behind me in some way, shape or form. This is not something I'd ever really thought about before, how important it is to really truly love and accept every single second of yourself, right? Every version that you've ever been. Because if not, it can have this ripple out effect or these ripple out effects into our lives and our relationships with others. I started wondering like, how many times have I been irritated with someone else because they were simply mirroring back something at me that I don't like about myself. And I've, you know, that's not a new concept to me in the sense that I, you know, it's very true that sometimes people that like really irritate us are actually just showing us like a part of ourselves that we don't like. But the thing that's interesting to me about this is that it can also be true if it's a past version of ourselves that we're still not good with. This idea that It can be a past version that we like don't want to see anymore. I think that's profound. It's profound for me. It's it's a new realization for me. I don't think I'd realized until this week that even though I've done all this healing, it's like I don't want to look back. I don't want to look back at the past me. I just want to move on into the future with the me that I've gotten to and reached at this point. Just leave all the pain and struggle that I've experienced in my life so far behind. And I don't want to look back at those versions that have had profound struggle with stuff that other people didn't seem to struggle with, right? Because I've had these wounds and these triggers that would get kicked up in situations that it seemed like other people weren't bothered by. Like I mentioned in the first episode that I often get really triggered when I'm traveling or I'm in an unfamiliar place, right? And I would get so anxious, so constricted. I would struggle with being in a new place where I didn't know if I could find good quality food or sleep well or like take care of my basic needs. I didn't know how that would happen. And instead of being able to just relax and trust that I would figure out how to make it happen, I would get super triggered because I still had a wound there around my safety and security in this body. And it just needed to heal. But it's hard sometimes, I think, for me to accept that I've had those wounds. And now in particular, because I'm at a point in my life where I have been experiencing an immense amount of healing in the past year in particular with my daughter being born. And I'm immensely grateful for that. But there's this way in which it's not done, even those particular wounds, because I still don't fully love and accept those parts of myself before they were healed. So 
that's the story I want to share. I, I'm so interested to know how that's landing with you. That idea that what if we could learn how to love every single moment of ourselves in the life we've lived so far to this point? Every single version in every single second that we've been alive. What if we could do that? And what effect would it have on the way we feel today and on the relationships in our life that we have today and how we feel about other people and what they're going through? As far as how to move forward and how to work with this, I'm still working on what practice I'd like to implement to kind of expand my capacity to love my past self. You know, I'm still figuring out what that looks like, but I think it will probably be some kind of meditation practice where I'm extending my consciousness back into different phases of my life, and really sending a lot of very intentional, loving energy towards those parts. And maybe most importantly, allowing space for anything that comes up there, like allowing space for any resistance that comes up, and any shame that comes up in particular, because I have a feeling shame is probably one of the root emotions that's still there. So I think that will be a potent practice, but I will let you know. Lastly, before we go, if I could just ask one thing of you this week, tell just one person that you know about this show. Just one. It doesn't have to be a whole big bunch, but if you could just think of one person that you might like to tell about this show, it would make such a huge difference to us. Believe it or not, telling just one person, each person that does that really does uh, help us to grow this show. And I'd be so grateful to you for that. Thank you again so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.